Hello and welcome to a new episode of When All Is Read and Done. I'm Amy. And I'm Josh. And this is a podcast where we make sense of the world one book at a time. And if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Exciting time. So we will have a special bookish giveaway at the end of this episode. So stay tuned and enjoy. So Josh, episode four. So what have yeah. you been reading or doing this week? Okay, so at the time when we are recording this, uh, the Academy Awards is going to be happening uh, tomorrow morning on Monday. Ah. Uh, yeah, so what I do, I have this yearly tradition where I try to catch mm-hmm. up on all the front runners for Best Pictures before the Academy Awards. Yep. Um, so this year, I didn't have that much time to do it because of podcast commitments and <laughs> things like that. So I, I only uh, managed to see three films uh, uh-huh. this week. I saw Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. I saw Nomadland, and I also saw Sound of Metal. Um. Among the three, I think, you know, I would really highly recommend Nomadland. It's, it's mm-hmm. great. Um, and I've seen uh, quite a few critics actually call Promising Young Woman a feminist uh, thriller. And I know you I'm disagree. Not, <laughs> I, I, I strongly, strongly disagree with that. I, I find it actually rather distasteful or, or the way that they are portraying uh, rape culture in that film mm-hmm. and, you know, um, women's agency. I, I think it's, it's, it's just... It could be much better. So I, I'm going to be rooting very strongly for, for Nomadland and for Chloe Zhao because she could be the mm-hmm. first, I think the first uh, woman, person of colour to win Best Director. So I'm really, really rooting for her. I hope she gets it. Um, what about you, Amy? What have you been reading or doing? Yeah, so I think um, our podcast has finally arrived because we have received our <laughs> first ever hate mail <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember when I saw the notification for that, yeah. I was so excited and I screenshotted it and sent it to you. I yeah, like, <laughs> we have a very first hate command. So I think the co- I am pretty sure it's a bot, but um, what is saying that, oh, because we our last episode was about rape culture. So basically this uh-huh. bot says that, oh, feminism is cancer and you're imagining rape culture. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have seen enough real people say that on things like Twitter. And so, you know, I'm not so sure whether it's a bot, um, but, you know, <laughs> validation either way. I, I know. You, people always say that, you know, when you've arrived, when you receive your very first hate mail. So it's, yeah. it really made the both of us very excited that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah so... So Josh, do you want to tell everyone what this episode will be about? Yeah, so in this episode, we are going to be talking about what were the books that we read in lockdown and, and mm-hmm. you know how that helped us out. I remember when the lockdown started in March last year, right here in Malaysia, I was thinking to myself, well, mm-hmm. finally, I'm going to have all the time to do all the things that I want to do, <laughs> right? I had all these plans, Amy. I had plans. I was going to work on my, you know, computer games, uh, backlog. Mm-hmm. I was going to tackle all the blind spot films, you know, so I was going to compile top 10 lists of all those different decades and, and watch them. And wow. finally, I can earn my cinephile badge. Very and, ambitious, um, very ambitious. Yeah. But spoiler <laughs> alert, none of that happened. I found that when I had all this time in the world, what I really wanted to do was read, right? Mm-hmm. And being in lockdown has really reignited my love for reading. Well, I've always been a bookworm, uh, but in 2019, I read 15 books. 
I think. And in 2020, I read 60. Wow. Right? So now, okay. No, no, no. You don't get to say wow because <laughs> I know <laughs> 60 books is not impressive compared to the number of books that you read. But for me, it, it was a significant jump, right? And finally, I was falling in love with reading again. And just to clarify, like I also didn't read as much in the previous years before 2020, but it's only last year that you started to pay attention to what I'm reading. So all but things considered... You want to tell our readers how many <laughs> books you actually read last year? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell them for you. It, it was about a hundred more <laughs> than I did. So <laughs> Yeah, it was... Uh, yes, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like all things considered, like 2020 was a pretty good year for readers. And it was also an incredible year for publishers as well. So I read in the yeah. UK, um, book sales reached an eight year high in 2020, which was not what they expected at all. So I guess mm -hmm. for me in 2020, I, I began to see reading not only as a solitary activity, but also something that you can build a community around. So I don't live alone, but I certainly craved the human interaction in the last year. So, you know, like just friends getting together, having a chat yeah. about books or movies or games. And I really missed that. And that's why we've started our pandemic book club as well, like. I know it still doesn't have a name. It's almost a year in. and We really should think of a name for the book club. Yeah, I think Pandemic Book Club is going to be sticking <laughs> the name. But I, I love book club. And we just had one this evening, right? And, and it's mm -hmm. something that I really look forward to every month. And, you know, without book club, we wouldn't have this podcast. So thank you very much, Amy. Yeah, it's a collective <laughs> effort, I feel. Yeah, but, you know, now that we've got that part out of the way... Uh, you always tease me about how you know Josh will always pick up a graphic novel, right? And yeah, I today did that again. as well. <laughs> I did that today. <laughs> but it's true. It's true because during the lockdown, I started picking up graphic novels and comics again. You know, I've always mm -hmm. loved comics, and you know, as a kid, we would get the Star newspaper, right? And the first mm. thing that I would do when I got my hands on it was I would turn to the comic section, and you know, there was Garfield, there was Spider Man, there was Hagar the Horrible. Yeah, I used to do the same. You know, I I loved pickles and who can forget the very like quintessentially Malaysian <laughs> keys world. Like that was my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I love that as well. And I have to confess something here. So I remember like my parents would send my sister and I to art classes on Saturday. And instead of learning how to draw, right, I would sit by this, there was this shelf of materials that they kept there for inspiration. So you had these books that were filled with portraits of birds or mountains and outer space and things like that. And sorry, pa and mommy, but I would spend <laughs> the entire art class session reading and rereading this one issue of Swamp Thing <laughs> that they had. <laughs> And then when I was like 16, my mom got me my first uh, trade paperback, which was like a Spider-Man uh, comic, right? And so we weren't well off and, and these trade paperbacks were really expensive. Mm -hmm. So I, I maybe only got like one or two a year and it's been almost 20 years on and I still have those on my shelf. Like I really love them, right? And 2020 really was the year where I rediscovered my love for comic books. Uh, for some reason, like the first ones that I picked up uh, weren't Marvel or DC. Uh, mm -hmm. Instead, I, I picked up this gorgeous oversized deluxe graphic novel from Image Comics that was called Descender and it's written by Jeff Lemire. Mm -hmm. And I know you have read Underwater Welder. Yeah, and I have yeah. just found out 30 minutes ago <laughs> that you don't like 
underwater welder. What's up with that, Amy? It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't, you know, as in all the other episodes we've had, it's it's mm. not that I don't like it. It's just I don't love it as much as you do, and you seem to think that there is a slight on your recommendation, but it's really not. It's really not. So um, yeah, I did read uh, an e copy of Underwater Welder and. It probably didn't have the same oomph as you know reading a gorgeous oversized deluxe copy, and maybe that's why I felt the way I did. You know, yeah. just making excuses. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 2020 was the year that I've picked up graphic novels for the first time as well. So growing mm-hmm. up, I read a ton of like Archie comics and Beano comics. Like I don't even want to look back on them and how problematic these are. Like if we look at yeah. if we look at them through like modern lenses. But I've never really thought about like comics and graphic novels as something that adults could enjoy as well until until last year. So Mm -hmm. my lovely friend Trish, whom you also know from book club, um, she's a librarian. And then she took me to a library date earlier last year. And we went to Uh the Barbican Library here in London, which had a massive, Uh massive graphic novel collection. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. My God. (laughs) Yeah. and, And I thought like, oh, like they're free. So I picked up one like just for a laugh and then I was completely hooked. Mm -hmm. So you may have also read the book that pulled me down this like graphic novel fandom. So this is Rutu Mm -hmm. Modan's The Property. So it's a wonderfully illustrated graphic novel about uh, an elderly Polish Jewish woman. She was displaced during the Second World War from her hometown in Warsaw. And now like decades later, she takes her granddaughter to Warsaw for the first time, hoping to reclaim um, a lost family property. So it's, it's a story that has such a fine balance between like being funny, being tragic, and also with a touch of mystery, I would say. I feel like I had not known before that comics were able to achieve. Yeah, I think many people would, when you think of comics, mm. they would think, oh, it's just this really uh, one-dimensional uh, people, superheroes in spandex beating each other <laughs> up, right? But but you're, you're right, there's such a, a rich, varied world beyond uh, the big two beyond Marvel, beyond DC, right? And, and, and mm-hmm. no, I, I haven't read the property yet, but it's been on my TBR list for the longest time together with 200 other graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really glad that you enjoyed that one because it seems like every other graphic novel that I recommend to you, we're coming back to this again. <laughs> Squirrel Girl, The Wicked and the Divine, Paper Girls, basically all the books that I love during lockdown you really seem to be mad about. And the one graphic novel that I didn't like that I read during lockdown, <laughs> Lock and Key, you I loved it. Love. It was so I good. I have no idea what is going on. Amy. Got me so excited. That's in my red rags, Lock and Key, all six issues. <laughs> oh, no. But like, I do give your recommendations a try. We can agree to disagree on our book preferences. So, might yeah. I ask, we are four episodes into this podcast. Have you picked up Girl, Woman, Other? I feel like that's that was in our contract. <laughs> I, look, okay, from all the stuff that you recommend, I have picked up Natives and Fun Home. You know, it's a graphic novel because you specifically recommended them. So, but whether I have actually gotten around to reading them or not, or not, though, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm only teasing. So I do still read a lot of the comic books that you recommend um, because you do seem to know so much about them. So tell me, what other graphic novels did you enjoy over the last year in lockdown? 
after December, I started getting my hands on as many image deluxe editions that I could, right? And mm. these books are not cheap, yeah. me, which is why yeah. I am so jealous that you have a library <laughs> where you can get them for free, yeah. right? So I think the one book that really stood out to me um, during lockdown was actually Rick Remender's Low. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's this post-apocalyptic sci-fi story that is set thousands of years in the future, um, and, and it's brought to life by this gorgeous watercolour by Greg Tokini. Uh, humankind no longer lives on the Earth's surface because of radiation from the sun. And so instead, they now live at the bottomless depths of the ocean. right? Mm. And they have sent probes into space looking for habitable planets, but none have returned for generations. And humanity is just slowly dying away without any hope of a future. That's now, so bleak. <laughs> yes, you might say, Josh... You know, the topic is books that lifted your spirits yes. during the pandemic, right? Yeah. <laughs> and this, you're talking about a book that about having no future. And, do, but, and but, slowly dying. No, yeah, it, it is a, a really bleak book. And, you know, it is full of nihilism, darkness and despair. But this is also a book that is really strangely hopeful, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mainly because of the, the protagonist, uh, Stel Kane. And... You know, in the introduction to Lowe, Remender talks about how he was undergoing therapy and how it made him realise that throughout his 15-year career, he had never once written an optimistic character. And so he developed Stell, who's this eternal optimist who, at the beginning of the book, she loses everything, right? She loses her entire family in really devastating circumstances. Yeah, and things just get worse and worse from there, but she still clings on to hope against all the odds. And... For me, when, when I read that in the midst of, of a pandemic, when in the midst of when we were getting bad news piled upon bad news, right? You were seeing the numbers for COVID-19 skyrocketing. Yeah. You yeah. were seeing Trump dominating the news. We had just had a change in government, you know, people were getting laid off. And among all of this adversity, to read something where a character goes through so much but still is able to hold on to her hope. Um you know, it, it really just gave me a, a, a bit of hope. I know it sounds corny, but, you know, it, it, it really was that. And I want to think that, you know, a little bit of a perspective wrapped up for me, even as I spend a lot of time alone on my own, at least, you know, my loved ones are just a video call away, or at least I still have the comfort of my books. At least I have the privilege of being able to work from home. Mm-hmm. And there's a line that Remender repeats in the book. There is hope and provided we believe it, we will rise again. And that line genuinely gave me great comfort. So if Stell could see her world through the lens of hope, maybe I could do the same as well. Mm -hmm. And you do bring up a really good point there. You know, I love it when we can find hope through books that we may not, you know, instinctively judge as being hopeful or cheerful. So another one of my favorite graphic novels last year is actually a memoir by um, a cartoonist called Matilda Tristam. It's called Mm -hmm. Probably Nothing. Um, So this graphic novel documents her battle with cancer and chemotherapy while pregnant. So I feel like there's nothing more bleak and despairing and horrifying than that. But (laughs) <laughs> I'm just thinking our listeners are going to be these people are supposed to be talking about uplifting books and they're talking about the end of humanity and cancer <laughs> yeah wow. but 
but you know, like similarly to what you felt about low, I, I found probably nothing to be like absolutely uplifting. Like it mm-hmm. really puts things into perspective for you. Yeah, like you might be stuck at home in a pandemic, but here Matilda is, you know, cracking a joke about her colostomy bag. Actually, a lot of what she illustrates in her memoir is especially relatable in 2020. So mm-hmm. things like her finally getting around to making her own sourdough at home, or like quotes <laughs> like, "Oh, small things like eating grapes in the park seem significant these days." And yeah. and also like additionally on top of that, um, in these comics, Matilda and her husband they they live in Hackney, um, which mm-hmm. is which was the same neighborhood where my husband and I lived um, pre-pandemic. So mm. you know, reading probably nothing made me like really nostalgic of all the cafes and parks and bookshops um, in in her comics. And while we were stuck indoors, I really missed that. Yeah, so we have a section of the podcast that we call Red Racks, right? Where usually we recommend. A, a book that you can pick up, you know, if, if you want to, you know, read something along the lines of what we'll be discussing in the episode. But this time around, the Red Rex is going to be a little bit different because we are going to be talking about what else apart from books to help us through the lockdown. And for me, uh, it was finally working out consistently for the first time in my adult life. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I, I've been doing it now for about a year and mm-hmm. yes, working out is still a pain, but there's also a lot of upside. <laughs> I do feel more energetic now. I feel more focused. And if you're like me and you never used to exercise ever, I understand like getting started can mm-hmm. feel really daunting. But there are tons of YouTube videos out there from channels like the Body Coach TV or Hasfit that have a, lots of beginner or low impact moves that are really super helpful. Just like everything else, right? You just got to take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So if you were thinking of getting started on your workout journey like like I did, you've got this. I know you can do it. Yeah. What about you, Amy? Yeah, so in my household, we follow a YouTube workout instructor called Tom Holland. So so not the the Spider Man Tom Holland, if that's what you're thinking, Josh. <laughs> So actually, we've been doing this even pre-pandemic. And when people come to stay with us at our home, we make them do a Tom Holland workout with us every day. Oh, <laughs> so- wow. <laughs> oh, no. So you've been warned if you're ever dropping by good old London town. That's probably uh-huh. what you have to do. Um, okay. but, but a rat rack that I do have for our listeners is a, a non-bookish activity that I've learned to enjoy immensely over the last year is long walks. That also sounds super cliche, but you know, I've never been a big outdoor person, but in my husband and I, uh, we have gone on a couple of hiking trips in the English countryside mm-hmm. and knowing me, right? Like I have to make every activity bookish. So I've actually uh-huh. started collecting uh, pocket mountains, which are these itty bitty little pocket sized guidebooks that are absolutely like charming. They're witty. So um, I alluded to in the beginning of the episode that we're going to do our very first uh, giveaway. So I have mm-hmm. two copies of Pocket Mountain books to give away to two lucky listeners in our very first international giveaway. Oh, so- wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to win it, right? <laughs> That's a major conflict of interest. <laughs> okay. okay. But it sounds so nice. And, and I saw that you went on a, on, on a bit of a holiday recently and, and that looked so amazing. And you brought uh, the books along with you, right? Yes. Yes. So that's what I do. Like I, they do have like photographs in this book and I try to find the exact spot where they wow. capture these photographs and try to like reenact it. So we will be <laughs> we will be putting the giveaway up on our Instagram uh, at Red and Done. And all you will have to do to participate is to like our giveaway post, follow us, tag two friends, and tell us which book you would like to win because there are two of them. So all the best. Good luck. 
And we are now at the end of our episode. So mm-hmm. if you like this episode, do subscribe to When All Is Red and Done on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to support us, please rate, review, or share this episode with a friend or loved one. This would really help our little podcast grow and reach new listeners. And we'd love to hear what you read or did during lockdown as well. So share with us your stories, your feedback on this episode, or any topics you would like for us to cover in future ones. You can reach us either on Instagram at redanddone, R-E-A-D-A-N-D-D-O-N-E, or via email at redanddonepod at gmail.com. Bye, everyone. Until next time. Bye.